Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Ethan. What are we doing? We are talking shop. Shock and top. Shock Welcome top. to Misfits and Tidbits. Welcome to Misfits and Tidbits. We are a curiosity podcast where I research something super in-depth each week and relay it back to you and to Ethan. We have some discussions about it and we all learn something new. We are your hosts. This is Junie. I'm Ethan. And um, we're here to drop knowledge bombs on your heads. Really glad you didn't say that in the Boston bombing episode. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a very poorly timed joke. Not even a joke, just poorly timed wording. Um, how are you today? How you just, how's your last week been? Well, I guess last, like, not a full week because we're recording earlier this week. We got our second vaccination on Monday. So Monday was like a, a good day. Did we do Monday evening? Did we just go home and play video games? Mm-hmm. We played video games for two days. Yeah. So we got up really early, went to San Bernardino, got breakfast and coffee, got our second shot. It went so much faster than the first time. And... Uh, also, why did they stick the needle on the first time? It took four <laughs> hours. <laughs> they stuck the needle in so slowly. It was agonizing, really. Um, yeah, the second... Uh, Second dose was a much more pleasant um, experience. And it's so funny. I feel like our reactions flipped because like the first vaccine, you were really tired and had a headache all day the next day. Yeah. And this time you were fine. And then this time I had a really bad headache the next day and slept all day Yeah. Um, when I wasn't playing video games. I'm still not convinced that I even got a shot because I didn't feel it. It was so weird. We walked out and he was like, you did, did you feel it that time? I didn't feel it at all. And she fucked my arm up. Like, it hurt so bad. Like, the first time, it was in and out. I didn't even notice. I was like, fuck yeah. This time, it felt like she, like, went like this trying to get the needle. Just sawed it into yeah. yeah. The same person administered? No. No. It was a different person. Yeah. But, like, this one, I swear. She, like, asked me a question. I was, like, talking. And then she's like, like, after I was done answering, she was just, like, sitting there waiting for me to finish. I was yeah. like, wait, when did you do it? Yeah. I don't think she ever did it. Swear to God. Were you looking away? Yeah, he was looking at me. No, I was we looking, were talking. I mean, I was looking straight. She was like right next to me. Yeah. See her do it. I saw her do it. It's just like I didn't feel it at yeah. all. So, and then I didn't get sick at all the next day. So I'm, I'm pretty sure she just never gave it. I was there. I witnessed it. He definitely got it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So that happened Monday and Tuesday. Yesterday. I don't. Oh, yesterday I had a lot of meetings and then didn't really get any work done because my meetings took my whole day and then did all my research for today. So that was kind of productive. Started a new show that was really good. And today I did a lot of work and now we're here. So I think it's things. Things are good. Things are good. And I start therapy tomorrow, which I'm actually very scared about. I'm not looking forward to it even at all. But well, it's it's an important and um uh big step i was gonna say monumental step yeah monumental yes that's a better word for it so whether you're looking forward to it or not or you're excited it's it's going to be beneficial i agree and even if you know it doesn't work out right in the beginning you're gonna keep figuring that out and it's gonna get better yeah my psychiatrist was like really nice about it we had a a meeting i had an appointment with him to like (laughs) a meeting with my psychiatrist discuss the new medicine that i got on 
And um, at the very end of it, he was like, hey, it says here you have some problems that you haven't dealt with. <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. Who snitched? <laughs> Who told you? Um, th- that was a congratulations you played yourself moment. Yeah. <laughs> I like a year ago tried to get into therapy, told them like all my problems and then never went back. <laughs> so it was just in my file. Um, but then he was just like, I'm going to send a referral out and they're going to call you and you're going to get therapy. Past you is really looking out for you. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. That's all my updates. Uh, we played a really fun game this past weekend um, called It Takes Two. It's like a, it's a, a couple game. So that was really fun to do. Sorry. Did we talk about that last week? Did we? I don't oh. know. Either way, I don't care. I fucking. It's a fun game. We it is very it. fun. It we actually like, finished. I think you mentioned it. Yeah, we yeah. we probably mentioned it because it was we played it like nonstop pretty much. But then yeah, once we were home from our shots, we literally just played video games for like two days straight yeah. and finished that game. And it's. It was just so much joy. Yeah. Pure joy in that game. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much all my updates. I haven't done much but work since then, which was just yesterday and today. That's it. So the updates, I think. Our dog's still an asshole. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. I feel like I have, like, news. I don't have news. I think I'm just like excited. Just start to talking and see what comes out. Yeah. Like stream of consciousness, <laughs> Dude, consciousness talking. I just said therapy is tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. We're not going to meet talk. I don't know. I think I just really want something to sip on. Sorry, this is like the first week that I don't have anything. Did I have something last week? Mm-hmm. What did I have? Coffee. Oh, yeah. My fucking $12 coffee. Yeah. That was fucking annoying. It's a big coffee, though. It's really sweet and gross. <laughs> well, yeah, but the co- the price isn't like I mean the price is annoying anyway. But like, like I said, like you would pay six dollars for a twelve ounce coffee. Yes, you pay so twelve for twenty four ounce. Like yeah. it's the same. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, six dollars for a fucking twelve ounce coffee is still annoying though. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's still not great, but either a lot of money. But it's something you would pay. Uh, but yeah. So that's that's it. I feel like that's all. All right. Um, do I get a hint for this week's topic? You told me I get a hint. What did you say my hint was? It's on the list. Oh, that was the hint. I didn't look at the list. Do you want to look at the list? No, no, no. It's okay. Okay. Um, you said it was murder earlier, though. No, I didn't. Didn't you say it was murder? No. You did. I did? Yeah. You literally told us no. it was murder. You said, you said you're going to kill this card. He's like, Sergio, or you're like, Sergio, you can kill this card. Uh-huh. And then he was just like, murder. And I was like, that's the case I'm covering today. That's all I said about it. Oh, <laughs> the case of killing the car. Yeah. Not. Okay. No, I thought you were saying. Our, I also thought that. Yeah. Our topic this week is murder is what I, what I was gathering from that. It's about aliens. It's alien. It's aliens. No, but it does have to do with space. They said yes with their eyes. <laughs> okay. With their ass, their eyes. Ass. Nice. Your ass said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, guesses? Um, has to do with space? Mm-hmm. Uh, outer space or inner space? Not personal space. Not personal space. <laughs> okay. That's a lot of space that's left unchecked. Um... Had to do with the hit film Armageddon. I have no idea. 
<laughs> so good. Okay, that's a maybe. Um, I have no idea. Does it have to do with um, fuck? Uh, I got nothing. Also, before we dive in, we are a podcast that is somewhere wherever you are listening. We're also in several other places on the internet. But if you could just take a quick second while you're listening. Just to leave us a review, if you have Apple Podcasts specifically, or if you have an iPhone and you could just go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a little review, that would be awesome. It super helps us keep this going and um, helps, you know, increase our engagement and, and get more, more misfits to join the fam. And uh, you can find us more about us at misfits, nope, at mntpodcast.com. And you can find our contact information there, which is just an email that is hello at mntpodcast.com. So you can email any feedback or suggestions or um, comments, compliments, insults, or corrections. Yeah. Yeah. Send all of that there. Yeah. Or anything else. I don't know. Just, just send us stuff. Just talk to us. Wait. Talk to me. Talk like to jokes. me. Talk to me. Send me jokes. Send me, send me your best joke. This week's joke. Yeah, I don't have a joke this week. I was thinking that right as we sat down. Because last week it was the writer and the coroner one. During my um, research on my topic, which has nothing to do with my topic, I was just trying to figure out what I was talking about this week. I found a joke. I got got by Google. Google got me. Because I, what I've been doing lately is just starting to type in like, why do or how does... And then just hitting random letters and seeing what comes up in the Google searches. And like, that'll take me down a path and I'll follow that and find something to talk about. Um, but this week, I found one that said, uh, why, does, why does no one talk to circles? And I was like, the hell does that mean? I was like, I'll bite. You know why no one talks to circles? Because there's no point. Nice. I clicked it and... <laughs> I clicked it and I was like, all right, okay. got me. I bit. Hook, line, and sinker. Sinker, I barely know her. Sinker, I barely know her. Okay, this week's topic is... Can I get a beer first? I do want a beer. I don't know about first, but I do want a beer. I need a, I need a it would a beer that way. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I need to nurse, nurse, nurse these beers. We don't, we don't got many of them, which is, you know, good, good for, good for us, physically, emotionally. I'm pretty hurt by it, but I think I'll survive. Please hold while Sergio um, throws bottle tops all over the studio. I straight up thought that was coming for us. <laughs> I, I really thought he was throwing that at us. Thank you. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute, though. <laughs> Mid handing me the beer, Sergio just cheers the beers the beer. for me and then walked away as if that was a cheers. I want to give you a cursed beer. Just making sure. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. All right. This week's topic is. Can you guess one thing? Can I guess one? What do you mean? You didn't make any guesses. Yeah, I guess it was about the hit movie Armageddon. No, you asked if it had to do with that. Is it about the hit movie Armageddon? You're such an asshole. (laughs) 
Is it about killer clowns in, in space? No, but that'd be a good one. Sharknado in space. Ooh. Leprechaun in space. We're Spaceballs. Just, we're just naming horror movies in space. Oh, that's not a horror movie. It was to me. <laughs> Hellraiser in space. Is that a thing? Hellraiser, like the third one, is in space. Oh. What about uh, Alien, Aliens, and Alien Resurrection? And Prometheus. Wasn't there a Jaws in space? According to Lauren, we don't talk about Prometheus. Lost in space. Lost in space. We're just naming space movies? <laughs> What's happening? Is it about all space cinema? Technically. Is that what it really? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but no. What? What is, it, what is the goddamn topic? The multiverse. The multiverse. Got it. That's not at all space and cinema. Yeah. I mean, all of that exists in the universe. <laughs> You're not wrong. So we're talking about the multiverse, like, theory. Za. Theory za. Pizza. Theory za. Za. Zare. Zare. All right. Let's talk about the multiverse. Is this, is this uh, specifically the um, Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse? Or are we talking about all multiverses? Outside of that, literally excluding that one. Literally excluding that one. <laughs> All right. And it was such bullshit. It was like actual scientific documentation. And then at the very end, it's like, you might also be interested in the Marvel multiverse. And I was like, fuck you, no, I'm not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a little, a little misguided aggression there, but it's fine. Misguided. Um... That's Mr. Guided to you. Mr. <laughs> That's not the word I was looking for. Mm. Not necessary? No. Misplaced? Maybe misplaced. That might have been what it was. That's Mr. Placed. <laughs> <laughs> Recycle jokes. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the multiverse. Okay. Theories. I only have two sources this week. It's a pretty heavy Wikipedia... <laughs> I have two sources. Marvel. <laughs> Source number one, Marvel. Oh. No, you're right. Um, it's a pretty heavy Wikipedia episode, but it's also a very, very, very heavy space.com episode. There's a space.com? Which I like first clicking on it because I like what I do is I will look up whatever I want to look up. So say that it's like tesla or whatever i'll look up nikola tesla and then i'll just open without even looking at the titles of the sites i'll just open the first like six or seven um sites on google and then i will typically avoid going to the wikipedia one first because i don't like just reading a wikipedia article to you every week so i'll go to like the first one see what information i can get and then start going just down the line filling in information and then going to wikipedia to get any additional details that i want but like the first three additional links that I opened were all from space.com. And like the first one that I looked at, I was like, space.com, really? This is going to be like, this is going to be a meme, basically. Yeah. And it was so useful. Who, oh, who runs space.com? I wanted to make a joke. I, I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have a joke. Oh, I'm sure it says. Maybe. I'm sure it does. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know what the website looks like. It could just be like that. it. It literally just kind of looks like a news website. Oh, yeah. I was. I, I was picturing it does something. Does not look like the Heaven's Gate website. That's exactly <laughs> what I was picturing. I was picturing something exactly like the Heaven's Gate website from like 1994. 
I know it sounds like it would look like that, which yeah. is why when I read space.com, I was like, yeah, or like Craigslist, because Craigslist looks like it was the first site ever built. It is. It's just HTML. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, they should add some bells and whistles to that. I'll put some bells and whistles in it. Maybe one day I'll just like go to a page on Craigslist and then. Shh, hush, Finley. It's going to be okay. Go into the inspector and uh-huh. then just like. And then just style it. Style the page, yeah. And yeah, then actually do a really fun send project. Send it to Craig. <laughs> send it to Craig. Okay. Uh, Same as Craig Newmark. I can't believe uh, there's that site, Angie's List. They got away with just being like. I know. How about the better list? But it's like Craigslist sounds like one word now because it's like such a. Like a yeah. staple household yeah. name. Also, yeah, yeah. Whereas Angie's list sounds like Angie's list. Shout it's, it's out, Parisi. It's because Angie is two syllables. That's why. Craigslist. Right. Angie's list. You know, mm-hmm. that's why. Craigslist and G's list. <laughs> Craigslist and G's list. And Jesus. I found God on Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into our actual topic. Okay, sorry. Okay, can are you gonna go to a? I just just start. So start talking. What's your question? Don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the thing you do where I just I give my whole explanation and questions right before I even before you even start. Okay. <laughs> I'm not not gonna do that. I know you're, you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying I don't want to do that because you do because you, you do it to me. I'm just like, can I can I get into my fact one, please? You're getting a phone call, bro. I am? Yeah. Who's calling me? Mother Silva, probably. Scam oh, likely. No. <laughs> it's either it's that one is, of that's two my people. Mom. <laughs> my mom is scam likely. Oh. Okay. Anyway. This is potential scam. Oh, no. Me too. Yeah. What service do you have? Verizon. Me too. He has team. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Okay. Yeah. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Multiverse is a hypothetical group of multiple universes. Wow. As the name implies. Aptly named. So together, these universes comprise everything that exists. The entirety of space, time, matter, energy, information, and the physical laws and constants that describe them. The different universes within the multiverse are called parallel universes, other universes, alternate universes, or many worlds. Many worlds. I like that. Multiple universes have been hypothesized in cosmology, physics, astronomy, religion, philosophy, transpersonal psychology, music, and all kinds of literature, particularly in science fiction, comic books, and fantasy. Like, Kelsey Priest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, early recorded examples of the idea of infinite worlds existed in the philosophy of ancient Greek atomism, which proposed that infinite parallel worlds arose from the collision of atoms. In the 3rd century BCE, the philosopher Chrysippus suggested that the world eternally expired and regenerated, effectively suggesting that the existence of there's the existence of multiple universes across time. The concept of multiple universes became more defined in the Middle Ages. And then... I did not know that 
like a I'm, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I just never really thought about it or looked into it. But that like multiverse theories have been around for that long. Yeah. 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 BC, dude. Negative. Negative. Jeez. Negative years. Negative years. Yeah. Let's throw 2020 in the negative years. <laughs> Toss it back there. You just lump it back in with the BCs. All right. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. No, Amazing. we like the Bee Gees. Anyway, fun. Anyway. In Dublin, in 1952, Erwin Schrodinger, which is a name you probably already knew. I do know that name. Gave a lecture in which he jocularly warned his audience that what he was talking about may, quote, seem lunatic. He said that when his equations seemed to describe several different histories, these were not, these were, quote, not alternatives, but really happened simultaneously. And this sort of duality is called superposition. So that means that multiple realities are existing at the same time. So this is the cat guy, right? Yes. Yeah. So we'll go a little bit more into Schrodinger's cat when I get more into the specific um, multiverse theories. Cool. Um, because... His idea does not specifically align with parallel universes. That's a different thing. Okay. And I'll explain that again in a little bit. Okay. The physics community has debated the various multiverse theories over time. So, like I said, it's not just like parallel universes or whatever. There are many theories. And prominent physicists are divided about whether other universes exist outside of our own or not. It's not like a widely accepted topic whatever so, theory i feel like in just the common like vernacular or whatever like universe kind of just what is the actual definition of a universe so i feel like that just we use that as in like a catch-all of everything. let me finish this little blurb and then i'll give you an actual definition. The of word universe, I suppose, should properly mean. And got it. Okay. okay. So. Jumping ahead. Sorry. Yes. Um, but good questions. Means, means you're on the same page. That's literally the next blurb. So um, some physicists say that the multiverse is not a legitimate topic of scientific inquiry. Um, but some have argued that the multiverse is a philosophical notion rather than a scientific hypothesis because it cannot be empirically falsified. So instead of saying that it's can be proven by science it's saying it can't be disproven by science either but that means that it's not a scientific topic it's a philosophical one because it can neither be proven nor disproven got it um the ability to disprove a theory by means of scientific experiment has always been parts of the accepted scientific method and paul steinhardt an american theoretical physicist has famously argued that no experiment can rule out a theory if the theory provides for all possible outcomes. And this is the one theory, not the one, but this is, you know, it, it, it suggests that every single outcome is Possibly. present. Yeah. yeah. So Steven Weinberg said, quote, the universe, I suppose, should properly mean the whole thing, everything. But when we think of universe, we sometimes use the word to mean just our Big Bang, the things we can see to almost 14 billion light years in all directions. And in this manner, it's, re it's reasonable to question, is our universe unique? Are there multiple Big Bangs? Could there be multiple Big Bangs in different senses? Unquote. So, um, 
we we think of the universe we can think of it in many ways some people think of it the universe is everything 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 even if there are like multiple universes the universe encompasses all things everywhere all the time throughout space time and then so wait if there are multiple universes the universe has those universes so you just said no this is one definition that doesn't like okay yeah and then there's also so then there's also the idea of universe that is our universe that means everything that we can perceive yeah up to 14 billion light years in all directions that's our universe because that's that's our everything it's all of the information that we can possibly conceive or observe so that's what we can understand as our universe which in that case that's when these questions arise have there been other big bangs are there other universes throughout space time god the thought of space is so crazy like outer space It's like, first of all, we can we can observe fourteen billion light years. We can't observe past that. In all directions, so a radius, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of fourteen billion light years. Yeah, I'm surprised we can observe that far, but like, there's more. There's no disproving that there's more. Yeah, like really far. <laughs> It's too far. When you measure things in light, it's far. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm going to start measuring everything in light, like just distance in general, but like it's going to be like point zero 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 one light year. Hey, how far is that coffee shop from here? <laughs> oh, I'm doing that in light years. It's going to be 10 to the negative 1100. Like it's yeah. not zero 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 one. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1100 zeros. Yeah. One. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> okay, let me write it down for you. Just sit there for like 20 minutes writing all the zeros. And I'm all just like all counting the zeros. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> oh, I missed one. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna pass it. He's going to pass it. Shit, I'm trying to. One zero. One zero. He's, yeah. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> almost a light year past it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know how math works. That was not. Correct, but he's gone a lot farther. He's gone a lot further than, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. In multiverse, one cannot avoid infinity, and infinity does strange things. There are... Infinity stones. I regret doing this topic. (laughs) Yeah. You should have have thought ahead on that one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There are two types of possible infinities in a multiverse. Type one is a single universe... Um, That may be infinite in size, as an example, our universe, if space and galaxies would continue forever without end or closure. Or type two, all of the separate universes in a multiverse can be infinite in number, irrespective of whether any or all of the universes are infinite in size themselves. There's a lot of words. So that's basically what I was just saying. Like, so... Yes, so... I understand the first one. The first one is what I said about the universe is everything everywhere. Yeah. And it's just a big, expansive mass, basically. Yeah. And then the second one is 
just the cluster theory, basically. Like, there are just multiple universes, and they don't have to be infinite in size. They can be very small in size, but mm-hmm. we still count them, and there are infinite numbers of them. Got it. There's an infinite number of them. So, now we dive into the multiverse theories. Sorry. Dealing, dealing with Finn. He's, he's restless. Yes, he is. He's a restless boy. He's staring directly into my eyes. Saying, let me free me from these chains, father. Anyway. Anyway. Let's continue. So, let's dive into these theories. Do you um, maybe want to take a quick break? That sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay, one quick break and we'll be right back with some theories. Okay. And we're back. And I have to pee. You have to- oh, no. It's okay. I don't, I like barely, barely, barely have to. Oh, serious. So I feel like I can wait 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. You tell me when you need a break. Okay. Okay, let's get into the theories. Okay, so. Let's theorize. What I'm going to do is give you five broken down theories. And then I'm going to tell you about some classification schemes of the multiverse, which encompass the five broken down theories. Okay. 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 So. Do it. Our first theory of the multiverse is. Infinite universes. Mm-hmm. Scientists can't be sure what the shape of space time is, but it's most likely flat as opposed to spherical or even like a donut shape. Um, and it stretches out infinitely. But if space time goes on forever, then it must start repeating at some point because there are a finite number of ways particles can be arranged in space time. Got it. Because the observable universe extends only as far as light has had a chance to get in the 13.7 billion years since the Big Bang, that would be 13.7 billion light years, which is the 14 billion light beers that we were talking about. Light beers. Light. <laughs> light years. How many light beers? <laughs> 14 billion. I'll take it. Um, Call sure. Elon, send me to space. <laughs> <laughs> Here for the light beers. Um, but since that's all we've, we have observable to us from our Big Bang. That's, I didn't think about that. So I just assumed we couldn't see further than that, further than that, but light hasn't reached that far. So it's expanding. Yes. So this is actually true. The universe. So the Big Bang happened. Yeah. And so that was like a huge amount of energy. So basically what happened, it was like, there was nothing. Or, like, there was one source of energy, and then in a matter of, like, like in a flash, there were universes. It, was like, it wasn't like you saw an explosion. It was like there was nothing, and then there were universes. And then from that, because all of that energy is still going out, um, the, like, solar systems and universes that we can comprehend are all um, accelerating away from each other. Got it. Yes, that is actually like. That's crazy. What's happening? 
Hello? What, you, what happened? What happened? What, what just happened? Is there a problem? No, but you should put this on. <laughs> you should put this on the screen. Someone just airdropped that to me. <laughs> and you, ex you accepted a ring. Amazing. I love it. Do you know who it was from? No. You can't see who it was from? No. Doesn't it say when the thing comes in, it says... It just said accept airdrop. <laughs> you, you just like, yep. Get info. Is it... It should say, I mean, when it, when it comes in, I think the notification should say who's. That's funny. I hope I didn't just like accept like spam and like now they can get in. a virus for sure. A Lizzie McGuire virus. Yeah, that's really funny. Anyway. Send something back. Oh, you don't know who it came from. Put, put this, put it somewhere here. So it's going to be there, see. yeah. Actually, let's just go to this. Can you see your airdrop history? That's a, that's a let's not let's not get it. Can we continue the episode? For no, <laughs> I really want to airdrop something back. Okay, anyway, so yeah, blah blah blah. So since we have that, mm -hmm. um, the space time beyond that distance can be considered to be its own separate universe. So because that's all we have perceivable to us, we are going to consider our universe. Just that 14 billion light, beer, light beers. Until it, I can't stop saying that. Until it keeps expanding or that's going right. to change, right? Yes. Our universe is technically expanding by whatever, yes. the, whatever the light touches. It's like a Lion King. I'm not sure I can The audio listeners can't hear your nods. I'm not sure I've ever seen the Lion King. Oh. I can't get the image of a astronaut with a beer belly like Finally getting on this space and be like, wait. Light beers. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Hold up. Meteor. <laughs> uh ba -ba -ba -ba. Okay, so anyway, blah 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 blah. We are in our own separate universe. So in this way, a multitude of universes exist next to each other in a giant patchwork quilt of universes. Mm -hmm. And lucky for you. I have a reference image to make this a little bit clearer. So each one of these would be its own separate universe. Okay. And this quilt would be ever expanding because all these universes would be ever expanding. Okay. Check out. Kind of. I mean, if they're all expanding, is the space between them also expanding or are they no. all going to collide with each other? Well, I'm sure they're not expanding at the same rate. It's just they're just all next to each other. Well, yeah, that's but that's what I was saying. Like that image. No, sort of... they're repellent. Basically, they're accelerating away from each other. Yeah, so the space between them is also expanding. Sure. Or kind of, kind of, kind of. There's like a margin between them at all times. Yes. Somehow. Yes. Yes. But expanding, so... they're getting bigger. Or expanding, like space, like they're getting away from each other. Both. But they're not, they're actually getting bigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're getting bigger, but they're also not getting closer to each other. They're getting bigger. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that's like the quilt thing made it more confusing for me. The quilted multiverse works only in an infinite universe. With an infinite amount of space, every possible event will occur an infinite number of times. However, the speed of light prevents us from being aware 
of these other identical areas. Okay. So just saying that because it's infinite and particles can only go so many ways, then they, we have to start recycling the same events. And so every event happens over and over again somewhere. But they said every, every, like every possible event. So not even just the same events are repeating. It's, oh, yeah. So, yeah, every possible one. Yes, yeah. correct. And then, yeah, we are, we'll never be able to perceive that because the speed of light prevents us. Yeah. Cool. So that's infinite universes. Cool. And if we barely understand that, and that's basically what we've ever understood the multiverse to be, let's jump into something else. Another theory that I didn't know existed. I do have one question. Yeah. When you mentioned like uh, like the event happened, would you, do you mean like event, like there's an earth, or do you mean like there's me? Like, you know, like how small of like an event you, do you mean? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's every event, like up down to like the, like this podcast. The personal level, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, so we, do we die in every possible way in that theory? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I've died so many ways. So I don't know, like, if this even fits any multiverse theory, but, like, in my brain, like, infinite. Literally, there's no cap to, like, what happens. So, like, I always think to... Or I always think about like when we're watching a TV show, if we're watching or if you're playing a video game or whatever. I'm like, in some reality, this is the real thing that's happening. Like, this is an actual thing that's happening. Think about that with Rick and Morty all the time, because there's such absurd shit that happens in there. I'm like, in some place, that's actually happening. Yeah. The Simpsons just happens to be in every reality and they know everything that happens. And yeah. Yeah. They write everything from every reality into their show and it just right. happens. Yes. Because they get everything right. It's weird. Yes. I don't like it. You know what they do also really well? They stress me out. Fucking take so they know everything from every universe, every possibility, and they still know the one that's gonna happen in this timeline in this universe. No, they're just operating in every universe. They have somehow have access to every universe and they're Shows. Yeah, they know the timeline and every and, occurrence. And every yeah. ever gotcha. occurrence, their show is different yeah, written for that universe. Yeah. They're all knowing beings. I understand. I don't get it. It I understand freaking stresses me out. I should do like a Simpsons conspiracy. Or I could just do like micro show conspiracies. Mm, that would be fun. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, let's get into the, the actual complicated stuff. Bubble universes. Bubble? Yes. In addition to the multiple universes created by infinitely extending space-time other universes could arise from a theory called eternal inflation inflation is the notion that the universe expanded rapidly after the big bang in effect inflating like a balloon Uh Um, and then eternal inflation first proposed by tufts university cosmologist alexander villikin 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 suggests that some pockets of space stop inflating while other regions continue to inflate, thus giving rise to many isolated bubble universes. Okay. Physicist Alan Guth at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, so at MIT, explains, quote, Our universe began with a starting, startlingly brief period of enormous exponential expansion driven by a pe- peculiar state of matter called a false vacuum 
that actually creates a gravitational repulsion. So that's the, the ever expanding. We are, it's gravity that's pushing us away. It's like not just the force, like we have the, it's, yeah, it's gravitational repulsion, if that makes sense. It doesn't, but I'm not, I don't think I'm smart enough to know for that to make sense to me. Okay. Because to me, gravity doesn't re repel things. It doesn't like, there's not repulsion. It's like, you know? Yeah. That's why it doesn't make sense, but I don't, I don't. I'm sure there's an explanation to that. I just don't understand. It's above my... my. I'm not entirely sure if this will explain it, but I have a lot more on this one. Okay. The end of that initial inflation, after space expanded exponentially in this fleeting fraction of a second, which is the Big Bang, uh -huh. uh, becomes the traditional Big Bang, <laughs> in which the vast energy that was locked up in the false vacuum is released and converted into energy and matter of the early universe. While the decay of the false vacuum triggered by the Big Bang is one part of expanding space, that decay did not happen in all of expanding space because not all of expanding space decays at the same time. Does that make sense? Literally not even a little bit. Okay. If you flicked two marbles. Yeah. And you flicked one a little bit softer than the other one. Mm -hmm. The rate of decay of I understand the that. One I just don't understand. Different. Like I understand decaying rates. I just yeah. don't understand everything else around it. Sorry, you have this little fuzz on your nose. I don't want it to tickle you. Okay. Thank you. Um. Yeah, everything else. I just don't, I like. Yeah, that's it. Just like when, when space expands, not all parts of that space are decaying at the same rate. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I understand. So those varying rates of decay provide the special key that enables multiple universes to be generated without end. Thus, our own universe, where inflation has ended, allowing stars and galaxies to form, is but a small bubble in a vast sea of space, some of which is still inflating, that contains many other bubbles like ours. And in some of these bubble universes, the laws of physics and fundamental constants might be different than ours, making some universes very strange places indeed. Ooh. Ooh. Be fun. Yeah. I'm sure as soon as we entered them, we would just like explode or implode or something, but Yeah. I mean our yeah, like our gravitational constants and stuff would be completely different. Like we yeah. could literally just we would die. Our bones could crush as soon as we got on some, like, you know, gravitation yeah. on different exactly. planets and our, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. You get it. I get it. Alex Villankin. I think that's how you Sounds like a villain. Explained that because, quote, the space between these bubbles or pocket universes is expanding very fast. Room is being made for new bubbles to form so that there will be an unlimited number of pocket universes formed in the course of inflation. He goes on to say... Wait, what does that mean? Um, kind of what you were saying with universes, um, the space between them is, is expanding. So when they... I'm going to try and explain this in like... Is it because of the, the repulsion thing? Is that what you're saying? Kind of, but I'll explain. Like, 
What I am saying is that because they're moving away, the distance between them is getting larger. So when they're pulling away, like initially they could have birthed one bubble, but then as they pull away, they're giving more space to birth another bubble. And as they're pulling away, they're giving more space to give, like, give more and more bubbles Got it. of universes. So pocket universes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is all of this like when I mean it was it yeah, it's not supposed to be like super Jesus Christ. Um Amateur. Shut the fork up. Episode 15, still haven't haven't silenced your computer. It's episode 16, fucking amateur. Wow. Episode 16. Anyway. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry. He goes on to say. Quote, these inflationary bubble or pocket universes expand at speeds approaching the speed of light. So we cannot possibly travel to other universes. For practical purposes, each of these inflationary bubble universes is a separate self-contained unit, and they can, in principle, have different physical properties. Okay. Which we kind of covered about. Yeah. If this picture is right, Guth said, quote, we see no end to it. So it's an infinite universe. Mm-hmm. With Wait. infinite sub-universes, basically. Got it. But but so they're both infinite, because one was in the first one, mm-hmm. the first three infinite universes? Yes, but in a different way. It's not the bubble universes, it's just the quilted ones, so they're just yeah. all laid out in the same plane of space-time. Yeah. They're just both infinite, though. Yeah, just in different ways. Why does one get the title and the other one doesn't? Rude. Did they fight? Did they battle for it? It's more intuitive. I think they're... It's the multiverse. I think it's all going to be infinite universes. Then why does... I'm mad you didn't say that on the mic. I'm mad you said it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) I forgot what I was saying. Uh, It doesn't matter. Irrelevant. Sip your water. I'm going to feel the empty... I was going to say it's cocaine. <laughs> I don't know why. What? <laughs> I meant vodka. Like, that's where my brain was going to go. But Sip your water. It's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it came out as. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Parallel universes is our next concept. Parallel. 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 Another idea that arises from a string theory is the notion of brain worlds. Or parallel universes that hover just out of reach of our own, proposed by Princeton University's Paul Steinhardt and Neil Turek of the Perimeter Institute of Theoretical Physics in Ontario, Canada. Just out of reach? Yeah. The idea comes from the possibility of many more dimensions to our worlds than the three of space and one of time that we know. In addition to our own three-dimensional space, sorry, in addition to our own three-dimensional brain of space, other three-dimensional brains may float in a higher dimensional space. So I'll show you, I'll give you another image of what that will look like. So these are all three-dimensional worlds, Uh but they're independent universes. See? It's trying. So the possibility of more dimensions to our world than three. 
Uh, In addition to our own three-dimensional brain of space, other three-dimensional brains may float at a higher dimensional space. You're saying brain as in B-R-A-N-E. Yes, like membrane. Yeah, okay. I was was using brain, the other brain, and it's like, I'm lost. So, yeah, so each of these are three dimensions, and then we add another dimension by having them all stacked. Got it. Okay. Columbia University physicist Brian Green describes the idea as the notion that, quote, our universe is one of potentially numerous slabs floating in a higher dimensional space, much like a slice of bread within a greater cosmic loaf, (laughs) which is what he said in his book, The Hidden Reality. Got it. I mean, yeah. A further wrinkle. This episode sorry, makes me just feel really, really dumb. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to conceive. It's it. This is like inconceivable shit, and it's all theoretical. I mean, it's not really hard to conceive. It's just it's hard to follow. <laughs> a lot of a lot of words I don't hear every day strung together in theories that I don't hear every day. It's just hard to follow. I feel like brain is the only one you don't, it's not like the, that's the one that you don't hear every day. Brain? Yeah. What's yeah. another word that you don't hear every day? Yeah, I don't hear my brain every day either. <laughs> that is, I mean, it's a lot of uh, very scientific talk. And I don't, I mean, I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> With my very... Universes and expansion and all that stuff and inflation and gravitational repulsion and you know i have a very like fundamental understanding of physics i took uh, up to ap physics in high school shout out mr taylor literal best teacher of all time forever and ever amen um and i took up to physics too in college i know that what goes up must come down what stays in must come out what? As above, so below. That's the truest of all. Better out than in. <laughs> nice. Accent necessary. <laughs> Accent very necessary. Oh, I'm so excited to watch show too. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. A further wrinkle on this theory suggests that these brain universes aren't always parallel and out of reach. Sometimes they might slam into each other causing repeated Big Bangs that reset the universes over and over again. Ooh. These universes can interact with each other, and when they collide, the violence and energy produced is more than enough to give rise to a Big Bang. The brains float or drift near each other in bulk, and every few trillion years, attracted by gravity or some other force that we don't understand, they will collide and bang into each other. And then this repeated contact gives rise to multiple or cyclic big bangs. So they bang and then they create little babies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. When, um, when, and a, then, when a mama brain and a daddy brain... Bang. Bang. <laughs> so stupid. Um, this particular hypothesis falls under the string theory umbrella as it requires extra spatial dimensions. Got it. A branch off the parallel universe or brain multiverse theory is the cyclic theory, which is kind of what I just mentioned above, but the cyclic multiverse has multiple brains that have collided, causing big bangs. 
and the universes bounce back and pass through time until they are pulled back together again and collide, destroying the old context contents and creating them anew. Is that like glitches in the Matrix stories? Yeah, kind of. But the universes will end and then start over. Start over completely? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but because like the same matter is there. Maybe those that matter retains the, like, the, like the butterfly in its liquid brain. Serge and I were talking about butterflies and their cocoons earlier. And their whole body like liquefies in the process of turning into a butterfly from a caterpillar. But butterflies can sometimes still retain the information from like their caterpillar brain, even though it was like in liquid form. Caterpillar, caterpillar, I barely know her pillar. Nice. Isn't that weird? That's fucking wild. But anyway, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though it's reset, some of the matter, what if it retains information that could be a glitch in the matrix thing? They remember a different life, but they're also, they're just remembering a different universe that they were a part of before. Whoa. Whoa. So yeah, so that's why it's cyclic. Yeah. Because that matter is cyclical. And just basically recreating the same universe again. That's what I tell Finn when he licks me. Cyclic. (laughs) (laughs) that's the end of our podcast (laughs) and Junie walked out (laughs) alright I don't know why my brain literally just like hit an off switch you froze there and just stared at me like wait I don't get it and then then no I got it I definitely got it I'm gonna grab this sorry I'm listening could have asked our intern to do it. He's busy. Busy. It's okay. This is what the audience asked for. No, it's not. It is. I've gotten all the emails. You check the email? I Let's checked see. the email. Nothing. They asked. They, they asked grabbed me a beer and then went open his own beer and just left me with a closed beer. Yeah, well, he can do it himself. He's what a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played our beers together last week. I honestly thought there was. I had my keys over here, so I was just gonna open it right here. Then I realized they were over there, so I had to walk all the way over there. But it's fine. We're not gonna worry about that. Are you texting right now? You just got up and got a beer in the middle of me actually talking to you. Don't even talk. You to actually me right now. weren't talking. I waited before you started talking to do that because I didn't want to be rude. Still rude. You left the podcast. This is my podcast now. It is your podcast. A branch off the parallel universe of brain universe. Blah, 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 blah. We already did that. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. We're on to a new theory. Yeah, we are. Okay. After the cyclical one. Woo! I have it at, like underneath this one, but this theory apparently fucked me up. I put it in bold and all caps. <laughs> so. You're going to scream this one at me? You have to scream it. If you write it, you have to scream it. No, it's just that this one fucked me up. It's, oh, it's that, I thought the whole next theory was in caps. <laughs> And but you, you have to scream. This one fucked me up. At me. It's on the page. This one fucked me up. went really far from. For those of you who aren't uh, watching, Jenny went really far. So if you could barely hear that, it's because they were just really, really far from us right now. And if you are watching, don't squeal. <laughs> no snitches. No snitches. The theory of quant. Nope. I didn't even tell you what it's called. The theory of quant. Nope. Nope. Is that what it is? No, it's daughter universes. Daughter universes? Yes, daughter universes. I barely know her universes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
Amy Lee. Sorry, oh no, I think I have to sneeze. No, I don't. I do, but it's not going to come out. Don't sneeze. The theory of quantum mechanics, which reigns over the tiny world of subatomic particles, suggests another way multiple universes might arise. Quantum mechanics describes the world in terms of probabilities rather than definite outcomes, and the mathematics of this theory might suggest that all possible outcomes of a situation do occur in their own separate universes. Yeah. For example, if you reach a crossroads where you can go left or right, the present universe gives rise to two daughter universes, one in which you go right and one in which you go left. Summed up, the quantum multiverse creates a new universe when a diversion in events occurs, as in the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. Quote, and in each universe, there's a copy of you witnessing one or the other outcome, thinking incorrectly that your reality is the one and only reality, Green wrote in his book, The Hidden Reality. Like Marvel. Yeah. Or Schrodinger's cat. But that's like, that's the, like the type of multiverse that they... Yeah, but they, they, ouch, um, kind of. Yeah, they will, yeah. No, because, because they have, like, a single timeline, but you can branch off of it, but you can also kill that universe by, like, debranching, which is not how this works. This is just infinitely expanding. It's an infinite branch in tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Similar. Yeah, you can't un- you can't unbranch no. in this. This is yeah, and it's like the next time you get to a decision. So say that you went right and went left, but you yeah. both end up at the same decision again. You can go. Oh my god! Think about how many branches are created every time we try to decide what we want to eat. Anytime I try to decide anything, <laughs> there, I have we're, panic we're attacks at the like grocery store branches, because I, I mean, cannot decide like which tofu to get or like which I don't know bread to get. I don't know about that because it's always the cheapest one. No, it's not. You and every universe would be the cheapest one. Gotta save that money. For the most part. Except that apple juice. That apple juice sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a universe where Junie just spends all her money on anything. Imagine. Imagine. They imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Same. If you couldn't hear that, there was this... Uh, jump scare. A jump scare outside the studio. Someone just screamed outside the studio door. Anyway, um, what a universe. What a wonderful Yeah. Today? What do you think you would buy? Um, I would probably have, like, a really cute style. I feel like that's probably... I would also have an iMac. I would have a better couch. I would hire a graphic... Nope. An Expo shoes. <laughs> Your next word, wisely. <laughs> An interior designer to help me, like, design my space better. Would you have a Tesla? No. Fuck Elon Musk. Fuck no. <laughs> um, I would have a Tesla. How about that new electric Porsche? The fast one. The fast one. Fuck it, jailbreak the Tesla. Today, <laughs> I only listened to Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. And... Remixes of Paul Anka's Put Your Head on My Shoulder. That's really strange, but I support it 100%. That sounds like a really good day. <laughs> Are was. there a lot of remixes? Yeah. Interesting. It's <laughs> really good. And they're good. I'm yeah. going to listen to exclusively remixes of uh, Spooky Scary Skeletons. There's like... Oh, I'm not going to play one, but I'll play one for you later. I'm going to make my own. 
Um, but yeah, just like, because remember when I was telling you, I think I actually said it on the podcast, but that one section of the 110 going south that I always think that there's like a car accident happening. Yeah. Like, you know, we make micro decisions all the time. Like say that I made a decision to get in that lane when I shouldn't have and caused a car accident or whatever. I think about that all the time when I'm driving. Yeah. Like every time I'm like a near, it's like a near miss type of thing. I'm like, there's a, there's a situation, there's another universe that just happened where I got in that accident and I died. I know. Yeah. I've died so many times. Yeah. I think about that too. Or what I think about is there are like, this is, this is not a theory or anything, but there are dormant timelines that don't actively like exist, but anytime, and there are infinite numbers of them. And anytime you die in a universe, another timeline starts becoming active and it just picks up from where you Ooh, left off. I like that. Let's write the movie TM, 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 I think about this shit literally all day, every day. Like anytime you're playing video games, I'm like, this is happening somewhere. Anytime I make a decision, I'm like, ooh, I could have made the other one. It's, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm trying to learn how to write with my left hand. I'm like, I wonder how my life would be different if I ended up being left-handed. Just all the things, anything. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So that's why the daughter universe is one really fucked me up. Because I'm a really indecisive person and I get really bad anxiety making decisions. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now we're into our last... Um, Multiverse theory, and then we'll jump into the classification scheme so we can take a break or something if you need. So, our final theory is the mathic mat- mathic mathic mathematical universes. So, scientists have debated whether mathematics is simply a useful tool for describing the universe, or whether math itself is the fundamental reality, and our observations of the universe are just imperfect perfe- perceptions of its true mathematical nature. Does that make sense? Kind of. Do we apply mathematics to our universe to try and understand it better? Or or is is mathematics a fundamental truth of the universe? I'm going to go ahead and say number two. I'm on the number two side. I I agree. I want that to be true for sure. And also just fucking insane to think if that's true, that we we have become so advanced that we understand mathematics. Like we understand this fundamental truth of the universe you know but i think the thing is it's like we don't understand it completely and i think that's the point but we know enough to like have some perception of our universe you know yeah but who's to say that we can know like 0.01 percent like the amount of math we know could be like a very minuscule amount of understanding the universe yeah yeah which is the thing that says our observations of the universe are just imperfect perfection perceptions of its true math eventually there's going to be like 12 math classes that you can take in school there already are well i mean like <laughs> like you know like there's like the basic like math whatever algebra geometry calculus trigonometry is that the trigonometry order? calculus trigonometry, calculus uh statistics yeah but i mean there's gonna be once we keep understanding the universe more there's gonna be more math classes did you know like- there's gonna be like different things that are not what we already know. I think it's in the UK that they do this. I'm not entirely sure, but somewhere the the English folk they call math maths. Maths? Maths. Yeah. Like she needs help in maths. Sure. 
Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my question. Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, beep boop bop. Beep boop bop. So yeah, math is it? Is it real or is it not? Is it real or is it not? Or is it a gay porn? Is it real? Or is it just a gay porn? <laughs> um, this indicates that perhaps the particular mathematical structure that makes up our universe isn't the only option. And in fact, all possible mathematical structures exist as their own separate universes. Okay. Okay. So if we have just built a system by which we perceive our universe, that means other universes could have their own mathematical systems. Mm -hmm. So, quote, a mathematical structure is something that you can describe in a way that's completely independent of human baggage, said Max Tagmark of MIT, who proposed that this brain twisting or who proposed this brain twisting idea. Quote, I really believe that there is a universe out there that can exist independently of me that would continue to exist even if there were no humans. That's like the, uh, if a tree falls down in a forest and there's no one to hear it, does it make a sound thing? It's like, yes, it still makes a sound. I'm just, there's just no one there to hear it. Right, right. So summed up, the ultimate universe contains every mathematically possible universe under different laws of physics. What was that? The ultimate universe, so let's just say the whole everything, contains every mathematical possible universe under different laws of physics. Got it. Okay. okay. We're into classification themes. How are you feeling? Dumb. <laughs> Do you want to take a break or are you good to go in? Not going to get any smarter. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, that attitude. We're I'm here gonna, to gonna, learn. If we, if we take a break, I will just be drinking more beer during that break. So I will definitely not be getting smarter. Okay. So. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn. It's just. This is like. An AP class, and I, I, I've never been to school. I need entry-level multiverse. Which is, this is probably what it is. This is probably entry-level multiverse, but I'm, I'm not that smart. Yeah, I'm not good at physics. I really Next week, it. we're doing shapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm intelligent. I'm not smart. I'm not educated. I think the same thing about myself. Absolutely. That I say that all the time. I'm not a smart person and I have no common sense, but I think I'm very intelligent. Ready? I disagree, but yeah, ready. Matt, I didn't say that about you. No, I disagree about that about you. Oh. I always tell you I disagree. Every time you tell me you don't have a common sense, I'm like, shut up. I have big bimbo energy sometimes. Um, anyway, so Max Tegmark, Swedish-American physicist, guy from MIT, um, the, he's also a cosmologist and machine learning researcher, and Brian Greene, who we've also already talked about, an American theoretical physicist, mathematician, and string theorist, have devised independent classification schemes for the various theoretical types of multiverses and universes that they might comprise. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. So these aren't theories. These are just different ways to break down to, the multiverse. Yeah, classify, put them in an order or like, you know, file them away. Yes, exactly. 
So we're first going to, and this is basically gonna, like I said, it's gonna encompass all of the things that we've already talked about. So hopefully here you'll have a little bit better of an understanding of when we go into each of these um, classification schemes. Okay. Okay, so Tegmark, we'll start with his classification first, has provided a taxonomy of universes far beyond the familiar observable universe. Excuse me. So just saying there's a universe bigger than us. Um, the four levels of Tegmark's classification are arranged such that the subsequent levels can be understood to encompass and expand upon previous levels. So we're basically going to be basically going to be. We'll just say we're building a person with attributes. So first we're going to make them charismatic, and then we're going to make them funny. But that doesn't mean they're not charismatic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Okay. But level one cannot contain level two, but level two can contain level one. Level three contain two and one. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Level one. An extension of our universe. I don't know what this picture is. Oh, yeah. Okay. What is this? Our universe. That's what our universe is? Yes. Where so am I? This is us because Small. this is the farthest of our observable our observable moment. Got it, got it, got it. So I am the center of the universe. You're the center of my universe. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Do you want to talk about this? No. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not going to break that down. I'll just go into the actual uh, level. So okay. if an infinite universe will contain an infinite number of Hubble volumes, all having the same physical laws and physical content constants. Yeah. So, like you were saying, they pile on top of each other, they don't cancel each other, or like overwrite. Right? No, we're not there yet. But that's what you were saying. Yes, but that has nothing to do with this. Because this is just level one. This is its yeah. own independent level, no, so it hasn't been stacked yet. No, I know. Okay. Okay, go on. Okay. So, you might be asking yourself, what the fuck is a Hubble volume? I'm asking myself, what the hell is everything you're talking about, really? <laughs> a Hubble volume, or Hubble sphere, is a spherical region of the observable universe surrounding an observer beyond which objects recede from that observer at a rate greater than the speed of light due to the expansion of the universe. Do you want to break that down? Yes, I want you to bring out every sentence you speak to me. So a Hubble sphere is what we were just looking at, so let's actually go back to that. Okay. Nope. Nope. Yes. Okay. So... It is the observable universe around an observer. So this is us observing. Yes. This is the space that we can observe. It's the 14 billion so this light is, years. This is a Hubble sphere. Hubble sphere. Got it. Um, and here, everything around us is expanding faster than the speed of light around us due to the expansion of the universe. Okay. Okay. In regard to configurations such as the distribution of matter, almost all will different will differ from our Hubble volume. Our Hubble volume? Yeah, which is that sphere. Okay. So sorry. Basically, when the Big Bang happens, all of like the particles in matter expanded mm -hmm. 
and they're distributed all over the universe, now rapidly expanding. So our Hubble sphere, what we are going to call our universe, has just a subset of those particles that's going to be arranged differently than any other Hubble sphere, most likely. So it's not going to be like the parallels. Okay. Um, however, because there are infinitely many far beyond the cosmological horizon, there will eventually be Hubble volumes with similar and even identical configurations, which is the parallelism. Uh, Tegmark estimates that an identical volume to ours should be about 10 to the 10th to the 115 meters away from us. Okay. Just so we're clear, when you say volume, you're talking about the sphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was confusing for yeah. a second. So say that we're all in these spheres. They're like a bunch of them. Yeah. And they're all. Like, no, it's just, yeah, I was whatever. just, I was lost because you introduced it as a sphere and then. I said a Hubble volume or a Hubble sphere is a oh. spherical region of the observable universe. Well, you described it to me as the sphere and then in the, in the. Rest of the context, it was called a volume. And that's why I was like, Wait. even when I introduced it, I said an infinite universe will contain an infinite number of Hubble volumes. Well, yeah, but then that's what I was saying. You described it to me as the Hubble sphere. And then everywhere else, it's called a volume. This is all I was saying. I'm going to clarify it a little bit, even if you understand what I'm saying, um, just to give the audience a little clarity. So, yeah, so say that we are all in these bubbles and they're all like going away from each other they're all uh, accelerating away from each other there will be likely no repetition of the configuration of particles and matter until that 10 to the 10 to the 115 meters away like until you've gotten that far away from us will the, those that like matter start repeating itself so given infinite space, there would in fact be an infinite number of Hubble volumes identical to ours in the universe. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. This follows directly from the cosmological principle wherein it is assumed that our Hubble volume is not special or unique. So infinite universe means that it's infinitely repeating over and over again. So we have all of these, you know, infinite Hubble volumes that also have infinite identical Couple volumes. Level two. <laughs> so now we have all these Hubble volumes and we're going to jump into level two, which level one can be applied to. Universes with different physical constants. In the eternal inflation theory, the multiverse or space as a whole is stretching and will continue doing so forever. But some regions of space stop stretching and form distinct bubbles like gas pockets in a loaf of rising bread or those bubble universes that we talked about above. Such bubbles are embryonic level one multiverses. So they're embryonic couple spheres. Different bubbles may experience different spontaneous symmetry breaking, which results in different properties such as different physical constants. So all this is saying is that they're are not the same physical constants in each Hubble sphere. Yeah. Level three, many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. One aspect of quantum mechanics is that certain observations cannot be predicted. Jeez. Yeah. 
a lot going on. One aspect of quantum mechanics is that certain observations cannot be predicted absolutely. Instead, there is a range of possible observations, each with a different probability. The many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics implies that all possible outcomes of quantum measurements are physically realized in some world or universe. So all possible outcomes are possible. According to the multi-worlds interpretation, or the MWI, each of these possible observations corresponds to a different universe. Suppose a six-sided die is thrown and that the result of one throw corresponds to the quantum mechanics observable. All six possible ways the dice can fall correspond to six different universes. Got it. So now we're going to think of Schrodinger's cat. A cat is in a box that has poison in it. Here, every quantum event is a branch, is a branch point. So I was going to bring up the, the marble like, branching system. Um, so the cat is both alive and dead, even before the box is opened. But the alive and dead cats are in different branches of the universe, both of which are equally real, but do not interact with each other because they're branched off. So this is what it would look like if we wanted to perceive this visually. Got it. And then each of these would continue branching. Uh -huh. So Tegmark writes that, quote, the only difference between level one and level three is where your doppelgangers reside. In level one, they live elsewhere in good old three-dimensional space. And in level three, they live on another quantum branch in infinite dimensional Hilbert space. So basically the same plane, same like initial timeline branched. Yeah. As opposed to like parallel. Indifferent, yeah, yeah. In another whole universe by itself. Exactly. It lives attached to your universe on a dip, its own branch. Yes. Similarly, all level two bubble universes with different physical constants can in effect be found as worlds created by splits at the moment of spontaneous symmetry breaking in a level three universe. Nope. You keep looking at me for like responses. I'm just like, I just want to make sure you're getting it. So I'm trying to look at you for like validation that you're understanding. <laughs> yep. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. So, sorry. Instead of viewing the different universes with different physical constants as those Hubble spheres, mm -hmm. you can view each individual universe with its own different set of physical constants as different branches, is what it's saying. Got it. Okay. So according to Yasunori Nomura, Rafael Bloso, and Leonard Suskind, this is because global space-time appearing in the eternally inflating universe is a redundant concept. This implies that the multiverse of levels 1, 2, and 3 are in fact the same thing. This hypothesis is referred to as Quote, multiverse equals quantum, quantum many worlds. According to Yasunori Nomura, this quantum multiverse is static and time is a simple illusion. Yeah. Time's yeah. made up. Yeah. Speak. Yeah. All right. And now we're on to our fourth and final level. Has another level? Yes. But this one will hopefully like wrap things up for you. I'm on a new level. So Tegmark's last level, level four, is the ultimate ensemble. 
Want some bell? Um, <laughs> the ultimate mathematical universe hypothesis is Tegmark's own hypothesis. So all of this he was uh, synthesizing from quantum mechanics mm-hmm. above, and this is his own hypothesis. Sorry. No, I made I made a joke in my head. What did you say? Don't worry about it. No, I'm I'm waiting. No, it's time for it. Please. No. Stop. Re- well, stop. Stop not saying what you're gonna say. I just giggled and then you called me. Out. Please continue the joke. I, I. It's not gonna be good now. Do you want me to repeat what I just said? No. <laughs> it was the beginning when you said, uh, "What is it? The ultimate ensemble." Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say Avengers ensemble. <laughs> But I thought of it like as you started talking after that. I thought of it as soon as you started talking. I was like, "Damn it! I could have said that." Got it. And then I giggled to myself about it. <laughs> anyway, it's our Marvel episode. So I titled it Marvel. Continue. Continue. What do you say? Thank you for continuing. What am I? What am I supposed to say? The magic word. Please. Please say please. What am I pleasing? <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I want to know about the mag- the magical ultimate ensemble. And ask me nicely. Can you please um tell me about the magical ultimate ensemble? Yes. Do you want me to repeat what I said because you were having a conversation in your head about? I wasn't having a conversation. Avengers. I just made one joke and then it was it was funny. I was just giggling about it. Well, I was reading was two words. while you were thinking. It was two words that I said in my head. It was very quick. So what did I say? I couldn't Second. tell you what you said to me for a second. So I should repeat. You should repeat the entire episode if you want to go by that theory. <laughs> So the ultimate mathematical universe hypothesis is Tegmark's own hypothesis. Above, he was synthesizing information from quantum mechanics into these levels. This is his own independent hypothesis about the multiverse. This level considers all universes to be equally real, which can be described by different mathematical structures, which is basically one and two. Tegmark writes, quote, abstract mathematics is so general that any theory of everything or TOE which is definable in purely formal terms or independent of vague human terminology, is also a mathematical structure. For instance, a toe, a TOE, um, involving a set of different types of entities denoted by words, say, and relationships between them denoted by additional words, is nothing but what mathematicians call a set theoretical model, and one can generally form a formal system that is that it is a model of. He argues that this implies that any conceivable parallel universe theory can be described at level four and, quote, subsumes all other ensembles, therefore bringing closure to the hierarchy of multiverses and there cannot be, say, a level five because this includes every other possible interpretation of multiverse. Got it. So is there a universe where I understand this? <laughs> There's gotta be, right? There's a universe where you fucking... I created yeah, this? You, yeah. Okay. So, now we're on to the other cosmologists classification scheme. 
That was one classification? That was one classification scheme. So you can classify the multiverse in these four levels. And then this one is nine. <laughs> oh my God. But we've gone over multiple of them. So I kind of just give you a summation of them. There's only one that we haven't really talked about. So I have the actual definition of that, but the rest of them I'm just going to kind of fly through. Okay. So he has nine. Um, the miracle. <laughs> <laughs> the miracle. The miracle physicist, the American theoretical physicist and string theorist Brian Greene discussed nine types of multiverses. So this is his qualifications. They fall into any one of these. One quilted which is what we talked about. So every possible event will occur an infinite number of times. Two, inflationary. Various pockets in which inflation fields collapse and form new universes. Those bubbles. Mm -hmm. Brain, the membranes, stacked, which can collide. Um, cyclic, which uh, is actually in the inflationary theory in what we talked, or in the brain theory. Nope, one of them has to do with one of them. Whatever, I think it's inflationary. Um, but that just means that multiple brains that have collided cause big bangs. So yeah, it was the yes. theory. Um, landscape, um, which is the one we haven't talked about. Um, this classification is um, the landscape multiverse relies on string theories, Calabi-Yau spaces, Quantum fluctuations drop the shapes to a lower energy level, creating a pocket with a set of laws different from that of the surrounding space. Quantum. <laughs> you want to explain six. that at all? Or? Nope. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I kind of am just picturing it as um, like a mixture of brain and uh, bubbles. So basically like these different, um, the quantum fluctuations like drop or rise. And when they reach different levels, they kind of create their own bubble universes which have a different set of like physical laws than any of the other bubbles that will be created around them got it um quantum which uh, is the many worlds interpretation or the schrodinger like interpretation that we just talked about mm -hmm. holographic which we haven't really talked about but this is derived from the theory that the surface area of space can encode the contents of its volume of the region I'm going to read that again. Derived from the theory that the surface area of a space can encode the contents of the volume of the region. So what this is saying is let's just picture a cube, a hollow cube or a cube with a tree inside of it. Mm -hmm. What this is saying is that just the faces of the cube can have data that tells us what is inside the cube, that tells us that there is just a tree inside the cube. Holographic. Okay. Cool. Simulated. Um, it exists on a complex computer systems that simulate entire universes. Kind of exactly what that says. And then ultimate, which we did just talk about, but contains every mathematically possible universe under different laws of physics. What was awesome? Ultimate. Contains every mathematical possible universe under different laws of physics. Okay. We did talk about that one. Yes, that was um, level four of Tegmarks. Got it. Okay. Okay. So I have some final bits. You can either take a break or I can get through these. I think 
we just get through it and then we take a break and then okay. I'll, I'll give some understandable facts for myself we're already at an hour and a half i told you this one's gonna be long yeah it's long okay so our final bits these are just kind of different um like speculations or commentary on the multiverse theory so um there is something called the black hole cosmology which is a cosmological model in which the observable universe is the interior of a black hole existing as one of possibly in many universes inside a larger universe. And this includes the theory of white holes, which are on the opposite side of space-time. I didn't know white holes were a thing. Really? Ooh, I should do like black holes, white holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of like the absence of light implies the presence of light. That's, I I mean, I have too many questions, so. You can ask them. I no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, um, totally leaving that uh, there. Just that's, that's something. Mm -hmm. There is something called the anthropic principle. So if there were a large, possibly infinite number of universes, each with possibly different physical laws or different fundamental physics constants, which we've talked about a bunch above, then some of these universes, even if very few, would have the combination of laws and fundamental parameters that are suitable for the development of matter, astronomical structures, elemental diversity, stars and planets that can exist long enough for life to emerge and evolve, which is what our universe has done. Excuse me. This, uh, the weak anthropic principle could then be applied to conclude that we, as conscious beings, would only exist in one of those few universes that happen to be finely tuned, permitting the existence of life with developed consciousness. Thus, while the probability is burning, um, might be extremely small that any particular, uni particular universe would have the requisite conditions for life as we understand life, those conditions do not require intelligent design or divine interference, because that's what intelligent design means, as an explanation for the conditions in the universe that promote our existence in it. Does that make sense? Parts of it did. I'm sure they all connected. Okay, so the anthropic principle says that if... Was that one sentence? No. I swear to God, these are like the just super long sentences. No. How many sentences was that? Three. I felt like I felt like a, a lot. I mean, they're all very long sentences. Yeah. That's why I feel like yeah, you stop at certain parts, and then I'm yeah. like, yeah, those okay, are. That, I'm like that kind of made sense. Those and are periods. Like, yeah. like you keep going. I'm like, okay, but that I don't know how that connects to the previous part it's just like parts of it make sense to me and then i just i get lost so this is saying that only very few very finely tuned specifically calibrated universes have what it takes to create life as we know it got it but this means that it implies that there's no existence of god we do not need anything such as god to explain yeah. our existence in the world yeah yeah that I really found it. I got that part, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, two more. These ones are short. Occam's razor. 
I didn't know what this was, but the problem-solving principle, it is the problem-solving principle that, quote, entities should not be multiplied without necessity, or more simply, the simplest explanation is usually the right one. Critics argued that to postulate an almost infinite number of observable universes just to explain our own universe is contrary to Occam's razor. However, proponents argue that the proposed multiverse is simpler than a single idiosyncratic universe. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. So some people say, like, you're making things way too complex by saying there's a multiverse. And then there's some people that says that say, no, it's very simple. It's much simpler to understand that everything's there than then, to just than like, one singular universe that exists. Right. And it's the only thing that exists. Like, right. That and is, somehow it's. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Because it doesn't make sense that it would. Yeah. 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 It's harder to concede that there would be only one universe, one instance of all this stuff and nothing else. Exactly. Than to think like, of course, there's probably multiple right. in some fashion. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, yeah. I liked that I learned what Occam's Razor is, though. I feel like that's I've like I've heard that phrase cool. before. But... I've never heard it before and I really love it. All right. Our last and final little bit is modal realism. Um, and this one is kind of like a good closing statement, but it is a very specific, like, philosophy. Okay. So, possible worlds are a way of explaining probability and hypothetical statements. It's basically what we've been talking about this entire time. Some philosophers believe that all possible worlds exist and that they are just as real as the world we live in. And this principle is called modal realism. And that, my friends, is the multiverse. <laughs> I think I retained 5% generously. I'll take it. Yeah. A lot of really long sentences. We got quilts. A lot of we big, got bubbles. A lot of big words. We got uh, that stacked. We got waffles. A waffle stack that sometimes they just slam into each other and create other big bangs. Other waffles. Little yeah, waffles. Baby waffles. Yeah. Um, we got... Um, an ever-expanding universe. Mm -hmm. We have uh, different mathematical constants applied to them. Mm -hmm. Physical constants, all that stuff, or mathematical applications, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to call it. Um, and just different configurations of what the multiverse could be. That's it. Do you think we'll ever figure out what the actual truth is i think it'd be super cool when you die you just kind of travel through space time and you just like land in another universe i hope matthew mcconaughey takes you through space and time like interstellar interstellar i barely know her stellar nice um yeah that was a lot yeah if anyone asks me now do you know anything about the multiverse do you want to talk about it? I'd be like, it's going to be like less than I knew before I started this episode. Yeah, no, like, no. <laughs> I know about the cat. That's, that's, I, I know the cat. Oh, yeah. Also, the branched timelines. I feel like that is a good takeaway. That's one of them. You can just think of it basically as the Marvel like timeline multiverse theory, but it just doesn't ever re collide. Yeah. Yeah, that was. God, I feel dumb. It wasn't God, it was the universe. 
Clearly. <laughs> we, we got that far. Okay. Well, that, that was exhausting. Yeah, I did all that research yesterday. This is like, like I've been not in a good place. Um, so research has been very hard these past couple of weeks, but this was one that I like kind of just like dove into and then it just kind of all just happened. I like get to a place where I start something and if I can get at least two pages within like 15 to 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, this is the one that I'm doing for sure. Um, and this one kind of just like everything just flew on the page and then six pages later of just fucking blocks of text. I was like, all right, this is going to be a long fucking episode. The thing is, like, every time you, you read something and I was like, nope, no idea what you just said. Then you explain it to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's like, I wish you wrote down your explanations of everything rather than the actual, like what it is. Because then I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. I don't wish I did that. I feel like it would just be a bunch of fucking nonsense. Well, every, the way you described everything, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like every time you were like, do you understand that? I'm like, no. And you explained it. I was like, okay, yeah. I'd rather be thorough than interpret something wrong. And then just, like, make it a fact that I put on a piece of paper. It's fair. Um, but, yeah. I just understood most of, almost none of what you read, but everything that you said to me in your own words. Which are probably half wrong, but, you know, we don't, it's all theoretical, I don't, hypothetical. I don't, need to, I don't need to know any of this stuff. Is it wrong in a world of theory? No. Time for a break. I gotta pee. Break me off a piece of black Kit Kat bar. Oh, Kit Kats are good. Kit Kats are fire. We need to find vegan Kit Kats. Rip. Rip Kit Kats. Oh, and Twix. Oh, mm-hmm. Twix just. Yeah. Or like a good almond Hershey's bar. Yeah. Just the basics. Yeah. You know, you know, a basic man with. Basic pleasures, what they say. Ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready to pee. Cool. So ready. Pee my pants right now. Uh. Hello, and welcome back to <laughs> the ending segment of our podcast, where I'm going to tell you- a- We made it, finally. Yeah. Did we, though? Um, In this universe, we did. And <laughs> if you think about it, in every, in the multiverse, every single person on the planet has listened to this podcast and made it to this part. Wow! 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 Dude! Dude! Wow! Wow! Are those listens transferable to this <laughs> universe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. We are the most popular podcast. Well, I guess that would make every podcast the most popular podcast. In a different universe, not this one. Correct. Or, or As, but if they're one. transferable, then in every universe, they're the most popular un- podcast. No, only yeah. our listens are transferable oh, to this we, universe. We were granted special permissions from the, universe. uh, the universal gods. There's no gods. Universal dogs. There are dogs. Definitely yeah. dogs. Can't argue that. Bond dogs. Bond dogs. Dog dogs. All right. Puppy ready? dogs. Puppy dogs. Can I pet Cow that dogs. dogs? Can I pet that dog? All right. Are you ready for some interesting, fun stuff? 
If God looks at himself or herself in the mirror, are they a dog? It's backwards. <laughs> nice. I like that. I don't know. That's funny. Can you just come up with that? Yeah. That's oh, dude, that's good. I straight up thought that was just like a joke. That's genius. All right. Genius. Genius. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Star. What do you think? Um, I'll give you a hint for this this week's topic. Sergio was almost he almost wanted to guess in the in the beginning. So um, this was supposed to be like y'all's thing that you come up with together, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it depends on whether or not like we have a thing that we talk about and we're like we should look into that. Sometimes it's just me, like I said, going on Google typing in random letters and saying actually yeah up. well yeah but it's also because it started because we started asking random questions while we were playing video games and we just haven't played and you have not yeah. played video games we haven't played video games um but uh it is a common trope in tv and film uh is it that scream early days no it's not the scream wilhelm scream is that what it's called mm-hmm. why did you say that earlier yeah, we were talking about it. We earlier. were literally talking about it earlier. We couldn't figure out the name. For we're like talking. minutes. Was multiple recording? Yes. Oh, I was not paying attention to you at all. <laughs> That's rude. Sorry, it's called a Wilhelm scream. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, that, that goes, there goes my whole section. It was about the Wilhelm. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. In okay. um, what? Game of Thrones. What about it? Was there one in Game of Thrones? Yeah. In the, in the like, whole episode battle scene, there was one. <laughs> Which one? The whole episode battle scene that took battle the of place of no, the very oh. last one where oh, Dora there, dies. Are, there are multiples. Who dies? Are... <laughs> does Spoilers. he die? There are multiple... oh, he does die. There are multiple episodes that are. But the one that beat Lord of the Rings. Yeah, if you say that, you know what I'm talking. Well, about. You, well, you didn't say that. You just said the episode, whole episode battle scene. That's like three episodes. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Doesn't it? No. Um, TV- Doesn't it? I'm done. <laughs> Do you, Gavin? Do you? Will you? Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. What? I forgot. What's up? I forgot that you were saying it's a TV trope. I didn't guess anything. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I was going to repeat that part. Oh, so go ahead. Yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV and film trope. Uh, an early one that is... Not really relevant in in ever. But Transatlantic it, accent. No, but that is a interesting topic. I agree. Um, I so, really always wanted to just like nail it. You should nail it. I should. Yeah. Something about silent movies, silent films. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. That's yeah. It, this is a something about silent movies. I thought you said salad. Salad films. Salad um, movies. I love movies about salad. Salad movies. Okay. I Give me one more guess, and that's it. Okay. One more guess, and then we're diving in. And then we're diving in. I will let you say your piece. I just need to... It's going to be a very uh, quick tidbit. Quick bit. Quick bit. Quick bits. Quick bit. Quidditch. Whippets. Whippets. Yeah, I got nothing. Do, 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 do. Today we are talking about quicksand. 
literally never would have ever, never, ever guessed that. In movies? I mean, it is a very common, like, in, like, TV and film, like, back in the day. And, uh, you know, there would be people trapped in quicksand. It'd be, like, a, a thing you have to watch out for and, like, cartoons and stuff even. Like, you know, it's just, it was all over. There was a, there it was, was like, the place. a vine or something like that that was just, like, honestly, at this point in my life, I would have... Like it's anticipated to oh yeah to encounter much more quicksand or whatever yeah like growing up you would watch that and yeah. like I, I thought it would have encountered much more quicksand this like whatever and then like you never hear one say give like giving directions and stuff is what he says and like go past whatever you know you want to take this highway because there's a quicksand over on whatever like yeah and then there's also the one that's at this point in my life I would have expected to stop drop and roll a lot more <laughs> yeah yeah so many fires um but we're talking about quicksand. And you know it's it's a huge thing that like like John Mulaney was saying is like it he he expected to encounter quicksand a lot more in his life how much it was you know shown as a danger to people in in all these things all these depictions. Um, so I was wondering, is quicksand as dangerous as? Um, you know, we were taught that it is. It's quicksand. First of a all, real thing. First of all, I—that's literally what I—I I, I searched first. It's like, is quicksand an actual thing? Because, you know, what the fuck? Dancing. I've never heard. Quicksand. Is that a song? Yes, by the Bad Sons. Oh, sick. Um, it's literally called "Dancing on Quicksand." It's a good song. Aptly named. Um. So. Sure. Quicksand is a real thing. Okay. Just base level. Is it a natural thing? Yes. Okay. It is a natural thing. Um, I guess you could make it artificially, but it's a natural thing that does occur. Okay. How quick is it? What's its 40-yard dash? Uh, Zero to 60. Zero to 60. No, what is it zero to 60? (laughs) What? What is it zero to 60? How fast does it get from zero to 60? Seven. Eventually. Eventually. Seven minutes or hours? Seven. Got Seconds. it. That makes more sense. Just no. seven. Got it now. Got yeah. It. So um, after finding out that it's a real thing, we move on to is it as dangerous as, you know, we have been shown that it is? Uh, and the short answer is no. Not. No. Just no. It's not. You. It's very nearly impossible to actually die. From quicksand. You can't just sink into the floor and just never be seen again. It's not a thing. You know? Hollywood has lied to me! Yeah. Then I'm like, then what is it? We're going to go into that. Yeah. So, what quicksand actually is, is sand that is saturated by water. And it behaves as a liquid because it's so saturated in water. It's just mud, basically. Okay. Um... But um, it is denser than the human body or, like, animals and stuff. So we won't sink into it. We will float on the surface of it, basically. So you can, you can get stuck in it, but you can't, like, sink into it because we're not as dense as it. So obviously it, we float, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, uh. Our legs are the reason that, like, most most times people have gotten stuck in it. We get 
stuck in it because our legs are pretty dense. But anything above that, like we have our lungs, we have everything that's like it's more like buoyant. Uh, buoyant, yeah. So except except Sergio's dump trunk, dump <laughs> trunk ass, <laughs> dump dump trunk ass, <laughs> drunk Trump ass. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> So yeah, that's the basic. That shit's buoyant as fuck. That's it's all fat. I could sit on this chair for years. Anyway, um, that's the basics of quicksand. Um, we would use it as a life raft if we ever got stuck on the can ocean. Can we move off of Sergio's ass? <laughs> if you're in a car crash, it's too big. You bounce off it, you'll be fine. How deep is quicksand? Your ass? <laughs> Balls deep. <The> quicksand. <laughs> anyway. This is the basis of quicksand. Um, it is oversaturated sand with water. Okay. Um, very dense. So it's not likely that a human or an animal will actually sink into it and die. But if you do sink, do you know how deep it is? Is there like anything? It's not usually that deep. Right. But let's get into... What to do if you find yourself in quicksand? Yes, Junie. So you might say that quicksand is like you when listening to me talking about the multiverse. Dense. Rude. <laughs> um, yes, I would say that quicksand is rude. Um, I know what to do because I've seen Indiana Jones. Yes. You throw a snake. One of, one of the instances that quicksand documentary. Was- about the documentary about quicksand. It's a quicksand documentary gone wrong. Uh, the best idea when you're stuck in quicksand is to lean back to distribute distribute your body weight uh, in a wider area than in just the part. You know, if you're standing, if you start sinking, yeah. So if okay. you're if you're stuck in like quicksand and you lean back. It'll start there's, pulling. There's you less. Up. There's less weight where your like feet would be stuck. There's less weight pushing like how you down. Float right in there. The pool. What? Like how you float in a pool? Yeah, just basically. Go. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can never do that. <laughs> you can't float in a pool. Well, I try to like float in a pool. I just like you just sink. I, His I ass just floats to the top, and he's upside down. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. And. You know, like in movies and TV, it's always like, they always tell you, like, don't move because you'll sink quicker, like that whole thing. That's not true. That's a myth about quicksand. Which is why you should dance on quicksand. They were right. It's a, it's a, it's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale. That's what it is. Um, moving will not cause you to sink. Um, in fact, moving slowly back and forth can actually, like, uh, let water into, like, the area where you're stuck and help, like, lift you out, basically, because more water you know it's the it, it'll fill that space where you are supposed to be and right. it'll, it'll loosen it up less sand holding you in into this the spot here so, shut the hell up <laughs> i hate you i know okay uh getting out does take some time though so physicists Physicists, multiple, have calculated that the amount of force required to extract your foot from quicksand at a rate of one centimeter per second is roughly equal to the force needed to lift a medium-sized car. 
Do you get that? You're staring into space. Yes. You understand what I said? Yes. Sergio, do you understand what I said? Yeah. Yeah. How do people get out then? It's like being stuck in tar. Kind of. Probably so, even so, worse. Okay, so it's the amount of force required, not like at one time. So the amount of force to required to remove your foot at one centimeter per second is the same amount of force equal to lifting, which is one instance of lifting a car. So that amount of energy spread over the amount of time it would take to lift your foot. It's, so it's not like you need the strength to lift a medium-sized car with your foot. It just takes the same amount of energy to do that at one centimeter per second. Right. Yeah. With, the, with that velocity. Yes. Yes. Which is a lot of force needed. Yes. So it is, it is quite difficult to get out of quicksand, but you're You not- should have told me this before I took this DMT. What drug makes you give you... What? Super, what drug gives you, like, super strength? I have no idea. Oh, never mind. There goes my <laughs> joke. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. But there is actual danger in quicksand, although rare. And Knives. What? They're not, why would there be knives in quicksand? Ooh, that would suck. People drop them there. In quicksand? People Good. just drop in knives? Mm-hmm. What if you trip and you fall head first? Glass. Shells. Glass? Grenades. Shows. Mines. Uh, the sharks that have pointy noses. Anacondas. King cobras. Black widows. Sharks that have pointy noses? Black widow. A swordfish? Yes. That's not a shark. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Hammerhead. If you're an L, that's your danger. And that concludes this week's segment. Thank you for playing. Wait, how can you get hurt? Yeah, swordfish. Nails. Grenades. Shells. Knives. Knives. <laughs> you just you just listed all the reasons, all the ways you get hurt. How do you um, hurt? Uh, drowning. Ethan fucking drowns you. <laughs> yeah, I fucking drown you. Uh, drowning from incoming tide because quicksand often occurs in tidal areas, but it's still very very rare. So you can, if you are stuck in quicksand, the tide could arise and drown you. But still, that sounds like the worst death in the whole world. Yeah, yeah, pretty horrifying. Um. So but improbable still, and so unfortunate. Still very, very rare. It's not like... That makes it that worse. Be like, really? Die. This is happening? Yeah. Right. So that's quicksand for you. Bro, remember A Thousand Ways to Die? I do. I was obsessed with that show. Yeah. That show and Scarred were like... <laughs> the shit for me. Scarred was really good. When I was like... Jacoby. Ten? Nine? Ten? Yeah. Yeah. I have a joke about your segment. What is your joke? That was pretty quick. You're right. Yeah. Was that your joke? I mean, that was, that was my joke. Because, but oh, you, but that was my joke to myself because you didn't know the topic yet. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That was like a clue, a hidden clue. It was a clue, yeah. It was nice. an extra, it was a bonus hint, but um, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, that concludes episode 16. If sweet sixteen, yes, if we got anything wrong, you have anything to add, you want to just send a shout out, send a chat, send a story, send a message, send a picture of your dog. You can email us or at, your iguana. Yeah, or an iguana. I'll take cats, especially if you have an iguana. Um, send an email to hello at mntpodcast.com. Or message us on Instagram, Misfits and Tidbits. Yes. 
do that as well. Don't forget to like, subscribe, smash that fucking like button, follow, rate, rate, do all the things to help us keep this thing going and get a little more exposure and um, find more misfits to add to our little fam, our fam bam. Um, is that all we got? I think that's, is that everything? Oh, I have. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next Monday. Have a fun day. Catch new episodes of Misfits and Tidbits every Monday. Me. <laughs> <laughs>